2: December 4th, 2020. Boss, Tweet. Shooting Dice. Comet Eggs, and Advent. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: You were staring at me so intensely. I was
1: waiting patiently. <laughs> yes. You were busy in your mind.
0: I was. And I'll tell you why here in just a minute, but let's get going because okay. it's related to this very first news item.
1: Fantastic. Well, today is December 4th. Happy December
0: 4th. Happy December 4th to you. This is, we're having a Friday show.
1: That's right. I've never done this? Yeah, we did last night for Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, thanks for spoiling my novelty. You're welcome. I have no short term memory, so (laughs) I could have been happy and you ruined it. (laughs) Uh, That's what I'm here for. Well, in the meantime, happy Dice Day. Dice Day! We are celebrating dice and how many games they do provide. Mm the origin of the dice it's uncertain the oldest known was unearthed as part of a 5000-year-old backgammon set that was found in southeastern iran
0: now i'm going to fact check you are you sure it wasn't a 5000-year-old dungeons and dragons set
1: well this is where my mind. All de- I can tell you is what I've read.
0: This is where my mind was when you were waiting patiently gotcha. impatiently gotcha. for me to start. I was trying to remember. I feel like because Daisy collects D and D dice because mm-hmm. she loves the D and D, and and
1: they're all possessed by demons.
0: Nope, that's not how it goes. That isn't. That's no. what one of my <laughs> Sunday school teachers. One of my
1: Sunday school teachers <laughs> told me.
0: I feel like they're 20-sided dice, but then I was like, is that right? That's why my mind was like, am I, I don't know. I might say the wrong thing.
1: Well, yeah. So this that was found as part of the backgammon set, it's the traditional six-sided die, but there are many multi-sided, yeah, for basically just D&D. Yes. And math teachers.
0: And math teachers. No
1: no shade thrown there. No, I was loosely a math teacher for a hot You're minute. A loose math. A hot teacher. minute. I was loose. Yes, <laughs> I threw my quadratic equations around like I just didn't care. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: and that's that's what happened there. Um, so yeah, that um, dice were once commonly made of talus which is ankle bone.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, uh, you said that like we're supposed to know what talus is. Well,
1: I like to pause for dramatic effects. It
0: was very dramatic.
1: Yeah. Talus, which is ankle bone of a hooved animal, which I use, I use a V when I say hooved. It's spelled with an F, Mm -hmm. hoofed. Yeah. Which when I say hoofed, I feel like I'm throwing... Some kind of other funk on it that doesn't feel natural to me. So I'm going to stick with hooved, even though it's not spelled with a V. Um, So, all of that to say celebrate. Go play a game that uses dice of some kind, right? Yes. Um, Throw dice at another person. Don't do that. That's fine. I will put you in
0: timeout.
1: you could just... Find random opportunities to yell out Yahtzee! <laughs>
0: Yahtzee is by far my favorite dice game. It's,
1: it's a great word to yell. It's a great word to yell.
0: It's the first real, like, legit game I learned. My, my yeah. grandmother, my maternal grandmother, with whom I spent many a summer, many a Christmas break. She loved Yahtzee. She taught us all how to play, all the grandkids, so that we could just all sit around and play Probably thinking back now is mostly for her entertainment. She just wanted some people to play Yahtzee with her.
1: Yes. And
0: um, I love Yahtzee.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you the story as to why Yahtzee is less special to me other than just being able to randomly go, Yahtzee! Because that's fun to do.
0: You do love, and I mean love, to yell Yahtzee. It's
1: a real assy thing to yell.
0: It it feels good when you're the person yelling it, but on the receiving end, it's very aggressive.
1: That's why it feels good to me, because I know that it's being received poorly, Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of girl I am. Okay. Tell me the Yahtzee story. Okay, so... There was a game we didn't play Yahtzee when I was growing up that I recall. Mm-hmm. We did other things, checkers and cards and stuff. Before before Yahtzee made its arrival in our home as a child. There was some game that we played and I can't tell you what it's called. I don't know, but in the cup that dice should go in. Yeah. were little plastic pigs. And you rolled the pigs, and depending on how they landed, no. you got points. And one of the higher scoring combos was called "Makin bacon. No. And it's when one of the <laughs> pigs was mounted on the other pig. That's not true. No. You are listen, making
0: this up listen, right now.
1: Listen, I will bullshit you on many things, but not this.
0: This is unbelievable. This is
1: practically another. It's the fifth gospel. I'm telling you, this existed. <laughs> Bacon, bacon. Yes, and and I was so even in my even in my youth, I'm and I'm not I'm not off put by you no prude. inappropriateness. That You're doesn't, no prude. I'm no prude, but to me that was such a such a cheap version of obscenity. I was just like, if that's all the better, you can do. Well, it ruined. All of life for me with a cup that you would shake with things in it. So when Yahtzee came, I was like, yeah, it's just another making bacon bullshit. I don't need this in my life. Go away.
0: I have known you for a long time, over half my life as we've established. I've never heard this before. It's a
1: painful story.
0: Apparently so. It took a
1: lot to draw it out of me.
0: I also genuinely never heard of this game.
1: And I can't remember if it was like Bacon Tracks or some weird... Okay. I don't know. Pig something. I'm also genuinely
0: surprised your mother allowed such a game because that feels a little racy well, for her.
1: Well, other than the make and bacon pose. Which, the rest of it. <laughs> trust me. And all the time we played, only one person ever got it done. And we played it a lot. We played okay. it a lot. All right. Um, other than that, I feel like it was a really innocent way to be naughty. And that's up her alley.
0: All right, that's fair.
1: I don't like that game. I'd rather play with real dice. Yeah. I will probably not research this at all.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but if I do think of it in a free moment, I'll look and try to find the name. But what would be even better? Yes. Because I know right now. Yes. I know right now. Yes. There are awesomes out there that they're screaming the name of the screaming game into, into the phone. Into the phone. Get it into the Facebook group educate us bring us up to speed
0: please do educate us because i'm genuinely skeptical that this really existed i feel like this was a fever dream you had Mm-mm. and the make no. it bacon is very this like is, it's on brand for a
1: this is <laughs> more this is more real than the fact i have five fingers on my right hand all right or four fingers and a thumb however you want to get specific about it okay awesome. And it's a real thing it's a real thing
0: prove me wrong Bring on the bacon and the bacon and the pig making dice. The bacon,
1: pig dice. I guarantee one certain. In fact, we're doing it right now. Oh
0: no, we're doing it right now. Okay,
1: talk for a minute.
0: Well, now I feel uncomfortable because this is difficult to. What's it called? Um, improv. I'm not good at improv. Okay. Oh dang! It came right up.
1: Pig mania. Pig mania. Pig mania.
0: What did you even
1: Google? Bacon I yeah. Yeah.
0: Making bacon Pig Dice That was enough. Lit, Kyle Google. Other
1: people have Googled that. This is it. Pig Mania. It, it originated in 1977. <coughs> I didn't even know it was that old. It was
0: the year I... Excuse you! The year of
1: your birth.
0: That was the this year game I was born. Is
1: ancient. <laughs>
0: excuse me,
1: sir. There are no Amazon ratings below three stars on this game pig mania let's get down and see um are the directions included in the box of course they are idiot don't ask that question let's get down to the reviews let's see um uh, oh this is a stupid review it came fast in the mail and it was exactly as described I hate it
0: when people that. that's, that's
1: stupid you wasted both of our time oh this that, is me. this is fantastic okay let's wait before i read this i have to scroll up and look um Where's the price? Holy moly! I guess it's a collectible now, so it's at forty five oh, bucks. Oh
0: yeah, you better really want to get that.
1: It wasn't that expensive. Don't let your children when we that. had it. So this person said buying this game was a real splurge for us, but I'm so glad we did it. Okay. Okay. Good for you. Um, my favorite board game in fifth and sixth grade. This person's from my era of yes. life. Yes. I was thrilled that I could find this one. Great condition. My nieces love it. That's disturbing.
0: <laughs> we know which uncle in the family he
1: is. Yeah, right. Uncle <laughs> Francis or Chester, as other people might know him. Chester the molester. That's yeah. enough of that. Let's move on.
0: Okay. Wow. We took a real side trail. It was worth it. From National Ice it, it. it was worth it. It was worth it. You know what else is worth it? I do. Poultry. Yeah. In
1: In the form of eggs. In the
0: form of eggs influenced by astronomy. Here we go. 1680. Have you, not you, because you did the research on this. Have you, gentle listener, have you ever heard of a comet egg? I'll answer for
1: them. No, please do tell.
0: Okay. Legend has it that chickens have not infrequently been known to lay
1: eggs that have been influenced by a passing Comet. Let's pause for a moment. Mm -hmm. There are, I have no doubt, many animal owners Mm -hmm. amongst the awesomes, both household and or more farmy type ownership. Okay, sure. Cows, horses, pigs, whatnot, even outdoor dogs, all that. But even without that, you could notice this in birds and insects and all of that. When there are weird things going on, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: nature... Reacts oddly.
0: Well, yes. Even, so everything's connected.
1: And, and you can see that from fronts that are blowing in. But there's an awful lot of stuff out there about when a solar eclipse happens. Yes. Weird things that occur. And with poultry, like roosters. Right. That don't know when to crow. They're all confused. Exactly. So, this, I don't think this is a big stretch.
0: Okay. Well, let's hear all about it. Because here's what happens. Sometimes... When these eggs have been influenced by the passing comet, sometimes it will be an egg with astral markings, stars and such. Now, yes, you stars. Did, you did the research on
1: this. Mm-hmm. Are you meaning
0: to say individual stars or like constellations?
1: Both. What? Both. And in the event of a solar eclipse, one egg referenced through the lore that had the sun, I... I don't know what that means. There weren't pictures. There wasn't. There were no such thing as photography as old as this goes, but this is what's been reported throughout the ages. Well, listen, I'm
0: open to anything when it comes to things that are a little in the realm of woo-woo. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. other times the egg itself will have a comet-like tail. When we were first discussing this, I thought you meant the yolk, like you open the egg and the right. yolk has a tail. But right. you're saying the actual formation, the shell, the shell has a comet-like tail. Yes. One of the legends claims that today in 1680, this is why we're talking about this. Yes. Today in 1680, a chicken laid one of these comet eggs influenced by a comet that would not be seen until December 16th. So it was 12 days in advance.
1: And I believe it was, this was, I think this was Halley's Comet.
0: Okay. That
1: was making its appearance. Yes. And so they didn't like this happens every day because comets don't. Go by every day.
0: Certainly, they do not that we know of.
1: This one had stars and such, and and things according to them. And I don't know, you know, if it's the traditional five pointed star. If it's the the details aren't there. Yeah. On this particular one.
0: Well, in 1986, so a number of centuries after the uh, the uh, comet egg, and
1: this to say ultimately Mm -hmm. that there are many. This is not just a singular legend. It's a legend that propagates itself over time
0: it's like sort of a thing and that's people yes that have the chickens
1: it is an urban comet legend chicken thing okay well
0: in 1986 they- suburban
1: rural a rural comet legend chicken thing okay i'm sorry go ahead
0: if I may, in 1986, a British egg producer put out a call for anyone discovering that their chicken had laid a comet egg.
1: This was the year of Halley's comet.
0: Yes, I remember this. Of mm-hmm. course. In fact, when you uh, when we were first starting to talk about comets, I was just going to interject loudly, Halley's comet. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that if anyone discovered that their chicken had laid a comet egg, to bring it in and compete for a prize of five thousand pounds. Not bad, indeed. 350 entries were made. Now, officials from the United Kingdom's Ministry of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Food. That feels like it exists in the wizarding world of yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the, Gary Fodder. It's the UKMAFF.
0: <laughs> they served as the judges. Now, unfortunately, they, they're they kind of a bunch of uh, sourpusses.
1: Indeed. Spoil Indeed. sports. Real douchers.
0: That's another way to say it. They ruled none of the eggs to be cosmic or even remarkable. Which is a travesty because, go ahead. There was a winner, however, and with an egg that is actually remarkable because it had a tail. It looked like a mini bowling pin. So significant was the tail.
1: Significant.
0: Linda Franklin, the winner, was awarded the prize, that 5,000-pound prize, and her egg is now in the National History Museum. If you do an internet search for 1986 Comet Egg, you can see it for yourself. You can
1: see the picture. And I do want to clarify, Linda Franklin did not lay the egg. Mm. It was one of her chickens.
0: Thank you for clearing that up. Yes. I'm glad no one will be confused.
1: There was a whole lot of egg talk in terms of things that might appear... On an egg, semi naturally, and to fully appreciate that what you buy in the store really isn't a natural egg in comparison to what an egg anybody who raises, yeah, who's grown up agriculturally, who raises chickens, they're gonna, they will have seen a lot, they've seen a lot of shit, man. (laughs)
0: Literal, because there's shit (laughs) on eggs.
1: That, that too, yes. Um, And that's a whole nother topic. Well, okay, I've got a couple of
0: follow ups here. Number one, there was a phase I went through a number of years ago. It's probably been ten years ago now. You
1: like to poop on eggs? No,
0: that's because gross. I've
1: noticed some things lately. I didn't want to say anything. All right, all right. Hey, I, I, you're jabbing me.
0: Yes, um, about ten years ago, I went through a phase where I thought it would be so awesome if we could get a little hobby farm, mm-hmm. and we could have a milk cow and we could have chickens until you explained to me because you, your mother having grown up on a farm where the gathering of chicken eggs was not a romantic right, Instagram worthy adventure you explained to me the thing about There's poop on eggs.
1: Poop on eggs.
0: And most importantly... Yep. Number one? Snakes. Snakes. Snakes like those hen houses. They love an egg. They love an egg. You reach in, you think you're getting the eggs, and you get a hold of a snake. And I wanted to just actually die. Physically die when I heard that.
1: I do regularly as I think about it. If there's anything in this world that will make me surrender all toughness... Remember... That's the idea of a snake. Yes, I do remember. When
0: I went down in the basement and I oh, said... Yes, I remember that I came too. By, I came flying back up the stairs and said, there's a snake in the basement. Now, what was the reality of the snake in the basement?
1: There was an actual effing snake in the basement. Now, listen, it was like an oversized nightcrawler.
0: Yes, it was like... Four inches long.
1: Yeah. But it it was a snake. And trust me,
0: nonetheless,
1: when I went down there, the franticness of my arm movements as I wielded the shovel blade towards this thing that couldn't have hurt anyone we could
0: have let me complete it was
1: ridiculous and i apologize for snake conservationists i don't i don't there.
0: care kill them um, all
1: if you'll contact us and leave us your information the next time this happens <laughs> i'll call you and i won't do that but i didn't know your number then that's right
0: that's right and i couldn't
1: do it i thought you were going to reference like literally this week this week i was driving home on our very middle of the city urban road.
0: Yeah.
1: And there was a listen, all the all the mayhem from the ice storm that sat that, that hit here, mm-hmm. everybody's branches, all the branches are still everywhere. The city yeah. still hasn't come through to pick all that up yet. It's which a
0: disaster. They're on the
1: schedule. So everywhere you go, the sides of, of residential streets are piled eight to twelve feet high with branches and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, some of those fall out into the road, there was a, a small stick in the road, but it was it was S-shaped. Oh, no. Like a snake. Okay. And when I first drove through, this is a whole lot of stories all bundled into one. When I first dro- drove through, I freaked out in the car. And you'd think, oh, why would you be freaked out by a snake when you're in the car? Because you can just run over it and go on. Well, no, there's also another urban myth legend story thing out there about someone who did that very thing they ran over a snake thinking oh good it's all fine and good but it had thrown it up into the engine box and it climbed into the cab and it bit them and they died
0: that's an actual hey so i
1: literally i just can't handle snakes and how all the things work or don't work but they could work
0: that reminds me of the very first urban legend I ever heard. I was a child. I did not know it was an urban legend at the time. I believed it because it was told to me by my dad. And it was presented as his co-worker's friend mm-hmm, and a friend. Mm-hmm. This had happened to them. Again, this was pre-internet. We didn't know what urban legends were. This was the heyday of urban legends because you couldn't, there was no Snopes.com to right? double check what was happening. But the very first one I had heard of was that this, friend of a friend of my dad's coworker had gone to the Burlington Coat Factory and had gotten a new coat, and they were wearing it through the day, and as through the day, they noticed they kept feeling like this little pin print on it. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've heard this one in a different format.
0: Okay. And they thought, well, maybe there's just like a tag in there or something that they forgot to take out, and they started to investigate, and it turns out that there was like a baby cobra in there.
1: Okay. That had
0: snuck into the lining of the coat. Now, that, it did not happen. You may have heard a variation of that story where it was a hypodermic needle. This was during the and okay. scare that this happened as well, this story being repeated. So,
1: well, when you grow up redneck, as I did, uh-huh. as I still cling to, yes. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. I, I like it. Um, the story that floats there is that there was a lady married to a man, which was how it was done back then, and he was bitten through his boot by a rattlesnake and it poisoned him and he died. Yeah. She remarried and still had the boots new husband puts the boots on ankle yes. hurts stings dies i've
0: heard that one too
1: and i think even yet one more still happened yes all over again before it was realized that the things of the rattlesnake mm-hmm. were still in the boot yes. and that it had continued to poison the wearers of the boot
0: yes do you see why we have a pathological fear of snakes right Oh, it's
1: indoctrinated into us. It's, it's really bad. Oh, oh, shoot. I don't like them. Oh my gosh. Oh, I messed you, you up everything. Don't touch the teleprompter. You're fired. <laughs> good.
0: Well, we did a real good job of getting off track. Let's get back on track to December 4th, 1829. Mm-hmm. Sute, Suti? Sati. Sati. I think. Is outlawed in India. I had no idea what this was, but it is the practice of a widow burning herself to death on her husband's funeral pier.
1: Pyre. Pyre. Pyre, pyre, whichever it is.
0: I already have plans to do this.
1: I will have a bottle of our favorite scotch handy. Okay, you're going to pour it. I'm going to
0: pour it. I'm going to soak do myself in scotch. Do it this way. Scotch. Do
1: it this way. Pour it into your mouth. Okay. At such a rapid pace that it just spills all over your body. I
0: will. I that way that.
1: it won't feel wasteful.
0: I can do that. Yes,
1: But I'm going to give you permission to not do this.
0: No, no. When I'm completely, completely
1: soaked in scotch, then I will just light myself on fire.
0: That's dramatic. It
1: is dramatic. It is dramatic. I can note, looking back over the course of how everything has worked culturally throughout history, the prospect of of being a woman without someone to establish your... Citizenship, effectively, you right. are humanity. Yes. and I could understand how it would feel that desperate, desperate. Yes. yes.
0: Okay. Well, it's now against the law in India, so.
1: Well, and it should be, and it should, you shouldn't do this. If I die, you're no less of a, a human. You know this, right?
0: When you die, I will make sure that the children are grown and have gone off to seek their fortunes. But then I will
1: become a cloistered nun. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's better than, than Suti? Suti, or okay. Sati, or however you say it. Okay. Okay, seat belts on. This one's a long one. And it's a good one. All right. Buckle up. 1875. William W. Tweed, or Boss Tweed. Now, I asked you earlier if you'd ever heard of him. Wait, is he born on this day? No, like no. Diamonds? No, no, no. Something Just happens we'll get Try. to we'll get to okay. what happens.
0: all right i forgot We're, i'm supposed to buckle up so i'm buckled in yeah,
1: get get it on all seat right. belt in
0: here we go all yeah.
1: that yeah. i'd asked you earlier have you ever heard of this and you had a, a like a vague familiarity with the name affiliated with pop culture somehow some way and that's how i was as well yes before i went and began to look mm-hmm. um and i guess that's true for most people that are not from new york and probably even honestly the, the bulk of those who are. Okay. This is where the man operated. Um, goodness. In, in pop culture, there are plays, older television series, there's movies. There are even video game references. Very recent video game references. One of the Assassin's Creed games, which Ooh. is a great little franchise of games. Yeah. Yeah. So... Boss Tweed was an American politician, most notable for being the, quote, boss of Tammany Hall. That may be another word name that rings familiar to you.
0: I'm having, like, PTSD flashbacks to AP U.S. American history.
1: Yes. Tammany Hall was the Democratic Party political machine that more or less was politics in the 19th century, especially... New York City and New York State. Okay. At his peak, and this is a this, this is, is a list. list now. Hold tight, everybody. At his peak, he was the third largest landowner in New York City, a director of the Erie Railroad, a director of the Tenth National Bank, a director of the New York Printing Company, which was the thing at the time the proprietor of the Metropolitan Hotel, a major stockholder in iron mines and gas companies, a board member of Harlem Gas and Light Company, a board member of Third Avenue Railway Company, a board member of Brooklyn Bridge Company, president of the Guardian Savings Bank, a member of the U.S. House of Representatives, a member of the New York County Board of Supervisors, the head of Tammany Hall, the political machine, and then on the heels, not at the same time, both in the House and Senate, but then later a member of the New York State Senate. Holy. So this dude was wherever it was happening. He was busy. He He was was already there. When you got there, he was greeting you. Yes. If you so deserved.
0: He didn't sleep much,
1: it seems like. He was a busy dude. Yeah. Now, due to the many, many businesses that he owned or held great influence with mm-hmm. he inspired the loyalty of voters through the jobs that he could create and dispense on innumerable city-related projects as well. So even if he didn't own it, wasn't a board member on it, he was involved in government and there were a lot of projects. This man, literally New York City today... Would not exist, would not be special if it weren't for all of the influence that he had during his reign. From Boss Tweed. Okay. Yes. So with then voter loyalty, which he'd inspired through some pretty shady means. Sure, of course. He had all of his friends Mm -hmm. elected into every office possible and especially those that were really important like recorder of New York City, New York County District Attorney, City Comptroller, anything around the money.
0: Okay, well, I can't blame them.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's it was a good plan. <laughs> it was
0: a good old plan.
1: He he found whether you agree with what he chose to do or not, he was he really nailed it into figuring out how to get it done. Yes. So in 1869, Tweed took control of the New York City government, and at the same time, he'd proposed a new city charter. He leveraged inspirational things at the time to, to incite participation by other powerful people. This charter that he'd proposed was to return power to City Hall, which was to take it away from someone more distant than who was Right there with everybody.
0: Okay. Okay, sure.
1: Now, this passed with the help of, in 18, whatever, 69, is that what it was? Yeah. Mm -hmm. With the help of, at that time, $600,000 in bribes, which is roughly $15 million in today's dollars to get those votes.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of dollars.
1: Now, this charter put the city's finances in the hands of a board of audit which just so happened to be Tweed, hmm. and a hand-picked Comptroller. Mm-hmm. And he went on then from there to appoint his people to everything that you can imagine and more. Uh, and this group ultimately became known as the Tweed Ring. The
0: Tweed Ring, yes. Which
1: feels weird, but it's mm, okay. I like it It worked. Though. Yeah. Now, because they literally ran everything, they had no need to be creative or to meaningfully work to hide anything they didn't even have to doctor the books, the financials, because anyone had the who had the right to review those were part of the ring. Mm-hmm. Anybody that wasn't couldn't. They didn't have any any right to see them, so there was just no concern. Yeah. Um, and so for all of the many many projects that went on, building of buildings and constructs and stuff. Yeah. All of the contractors were very. Very forcefully encouraged to multiply their invoices by two, five, ten times the actual cost of what they were doing. As a result, just one instance of this, the New York County Courthouse ended up costing at that time about twice as much as the Alaska Purchase.
0: Oh, dang. Okay. Not a
1: not a small inflation of No, things. it
0: is not.
1: So then in 1871... Yeah. Mm-hmm. The county auditor, who was part of the ring, he was the one who kept the books for the ring. Mm-hmm. He was of all things in a sleigh accident. This was in mid to late January. Sleigh, like
0: just hear those
1: sleigh bells
0: jingling.
1: Yes. yes, because and... that was a that was a thing of wealth. You'd take sleigh uh, rides. Well, okay. He was in a sleigh accident. It uh, gorily smashed his head. And a week later, he died from all of that. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah.
1: His replacement then, because this wasn't expected, right? He wasn't one of the top whatevers. He He wasn't in that
0: tweed ring?
1: He was He was in the tweed ring, but he was an underling. Okay. And when that underling fell, then the guy that, by law and construct of things, replaced him. Well, he wasn't part of the tweed ring. Right. That's what I'm
0: saying. That's why I'm saying the replacement wasn't in that tweed ring.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so he leaked then financials to another that wasn't part of it and this really was the beginning of the unraveling okay
0: listen 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 the minute that the dude was in the slaying accident
1: slay accident not slaying but slay yes no I'm, okay.
0: I'm, i said what i said i said you I did
1: well you can but it doesn't make you accident. Right. you're free to believe what you want it doesn't make you right
0: the minute that happened boss tweed should have loaded up his tweed ring posse they should have gone and confiscated all of those books well and they they attempted
1: they attempted
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're literally burned documents mm-hmm. they did a lot of things but when you're talking about
0: decades of corruption <laughs> no, no no it was
1: it wasn't decades it was okay. only a few years that he was really okay running and gunning yes they had gone in but you're talking about Think about New York City at that time. Yeah. That was really wow. The population there, the goings on, all of the things, to to try to find a way to wipe all of the servers, which in fact were just paper documents everywhere. <laughs> yes, um, it was it was a significant endeavor, okay. and they they did the best they could. But there's no way to get everything. That's fair. There's always a trail somewhere out there.
0: Somewhere they couldn't get every last. Well,
1: receipt. the new the new cat found it. Or enough of it, and began to leak those documents. Um, And so then as things began to unravel, it began to hamper the cash flow a bit, to damage the cash flow a bit, because they had to start being careful. Well, yeah. And with that being the case, then it made it increasingly difficult to keep up with the bribe payments, and sometimes even just general payroll. Yep and so those that went unpaid some of them not all of them hmm. angry pissed off trying to get even they also turned against tweed and everything really just snowballed it was a it was a parabolic mm-hmm. acceleration of oh no yes there's a big fan somewhere and we have a lot of shit right here
0: and it's all it's hitting it hit. okay
1: So, Tweed was ultimately arrested. There was like a minor, it was a very unsophisticated sting operation. Mm -hmm. But understand, when you control everything, you need no sophistication. That's right. So, it didn't take much. Yeah. It's a very mild sting operation. Tweed ends up getting arrested. He's released on 1 million. This is 18. Seventy is, or sixties, late sixties. Yeah, this is like
0: unthinkable—a million dollars, a million of bail?
1: dollar bail, which doesn't mean you come up with a million dollars. I right. believe it's a tenth of that. Yeah, that you come up with to actually post bail, risking a million.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but he was certainly able to produce that, mm-hmm. and then as soon as he got out, he immediately went to work to recover through guiding the then current ongoing elections, and while he was able to secure. His seat in the Senate at that time, the rest of his crew, the Tammany Hall, the, yeah. the Tweed Ring, they didn't fare quite as well. Some of them spooked that even began to flee and all the way to overseas.
0: I believe it. Yes. Yeah,
1: which isn't as easy back then as now. Right. No no plane flights across, right? Right. So a little bit of time goes by. Tweed ends up re-arrested and this time forced to resign his city positions. It didn't say whether or not he'd had to resign his seat in the Senate. I would guess that that probably coincided yeah, as well. Yeah, I guess so. That's a fair assessment. This time bail is $8 million. He still is able to come up with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So his first trial was 1873, and that jury was unable to agree on a verdict, which makes me think one of the he he got in to the jury
0: yeah
1: still had the the means
2: the ways all of that
1: he influenced that so that one didn't do anything but and i think that was in january of of 1873 and then later in the year uh retrial occurs and he's not able to influence that one he's convicted of 204 Of the 220 counts.
0: Whoa! They proverbially threw the book at him. All the
1: books. They yes. threw the library. Yes. And yet, he's fined $12,750, which.
2: or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going
0: up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a
1: thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Better to get thirty, thirty. to get thirty. Better to get twenty, twenty, twenty. Better to get twenty, twenty. Better to get 15, 15, 15, 15, Just fifteen bucks a month. Sold. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch.
2: Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: As things will unfold, that ain't that much. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced to 12 years, which was almost immediately overturned by a higher court and reduced to one year. Okay. He's still got some sway. He serves the year. He's released. And almost immediately, then New York State files a civil suit. Pretty smart move on their part. This time though he's he's spent the whole year in jail.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's unable to come up with the bail money. And if right. I'm if memory serves me, I think bail this time was 13 million. Okay. So it's an ever increasing bail amount, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And back then that's holy smokes that's like I think well over 100 million at this point in today's wow. dollars bail to try to get out. Okay. So then for this day, December 4th, Of 1875, Um, though he'd he'd been in local jail, not prison, local jail while trials are ongoing, which Mm -hmm. is how things often work.
0: Yeah.
1: He was still allowed home visits. Mm. And today, he had gone on a home visit Mm -hmm. and just said, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yes. He did escape. He fled. And no one knew where for almost a solid year. And then it was figured out through, it was pictures uh, that had been in newspaper cartoons for the media that had been harassing him while he was in office. Uh-huh. Somebody put together the identity.
0: Okay.
1: Just from cartoon drawings.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, and so he was discover- discovered that he'd fled to Spain and that for that almost year's time that he'd been working just as a common sailor on a spanish ship fascinating and insanely just speaking to the strength of the united states then as well as now he was turned over to the uss franklin which was an american warship which then brought him home and returned him to prison
0: wow okay yeah all right
1: so at that point Feeling a bit desperate, certainly broken, and certainly broke. Yeah. He agreed to testify to a special committee and detail everything in return for his release. It was his last card that he had to play. At the completion of his testimony, and he upheld his part, the governor of New York refused (gasps) to abide by the agreement and left him in prison.
0: He did him dirty.
1: Did him dirty. Wouldn't float today. Mm. Once the deal's done, the deal's done. Yeah, but it it worked then. He then ultimately passed away just a few short years later from pneumonia.
0: Well, I mean, he wasn't. He. Had, I feel sad about this now. Yeah, he had yeah. this adventurous life, building up what we know to be New York City today, and then he died. And then sat he died and alone of sat pneumonia, alone, in pneumonia. Prison. cold prison. I don't like it.
1: So his, this is, and this is interesting in a big picture, Tweed's system of corruption, as it's been examined over the years, and trust me, it has been, um, if not replicated, it was an engineering marvel. He was, however, never the sole boss. Of course. No one, no one ever is, right? Yeah. As one would imagine, he shared control with numerous less famous people Mm -hmm. none of whom ever faced charges Mm -hmm. brought to justice any of that um and that's interesting to think about and it makes you wonder then this governor who refused was Mm -hmm. he one of them or was he influenced by them Mm -hmm. were were they just trading him out for another perhaps even like presidents are traded out Mm -hmm. by the deep state or whatever you choose to believe right um in any event, estimations of the amount of money that was stolen over time reach as high as two hundred million. Though some would insist that that's way too low of a number.
0: Dang!
1: And so that is somewhere, depending on whose mathematics you trust. Mm-hmm in today's equivalency that's somewhere between five and nine billion dollars over just a few short years government. that's a lot now some sources insist that much of the money siphoned off of course you've got to pay people to to grease the wheels of progress yeah and that's really what anybody would celebrate because he 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 built new york city
0: Mm yeah
1: yeah he developed new york city yes um and and that it takes money to do things with speed but beyond that some sources would insist that much of the money that was siphoned off went to the needy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and certainly i mean not for free in in some instances in that he was noted to be the Christmas delivery man Aww. for the working man Yeah, that they knew so long as their vote would go to boss Tweed mm-hmm. or whoever he supported mm-hmm. that every Christmas when they weren't going to have a Christmas, mm-hmm. they would have Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but beyond that, beyond that, even which honestly, I'm a little jaded, I know that, but honestly that uh, that alone is a pretty damn noble thing to me. But
0: yeah,
1: even if he was expecting something, I mean other than the battleground states whose vote matters and on and on, um, what he did in terms of when the 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 law, the legislation that he supported while he was in office, which he actually did because he was in office and he did things, he did a, a lot to expand and strengthen welfare programs. Uh, private charities, schools, hospitals, orphanages, almshouses, public baths, literally so much to help those that were without. He also pushed through funding for a teacher's college and salary increases for existing school teachers. Uh, One source even insists that there is no meaningful evidence of any personal financial gain on Tweed's part outside of just the estate that he lived in,
2: Okay.
1: that he he just pushed forward so yeah. much. He'd he he came from a family that were they were chairmakers. Mm. It wasn't like they were wealth, and and he'd run for several things and failed, uh, trying to climb his way in the world. And I just really feel like whether it's right or wrong that he looked and saw, despite whatever ethics or morals someone might want to cling to, that the way to move ahead requires. Some finagling if you want to do it in your lifetime, especially if you're climbing up from Chairmaker. Yes, yeah. Um, Tweed himself, and, and I think this is a testament to that perspective, he did not desire recognition okay. for any of his achievements. Interesting. It was proposed to him at some point because he was deeply loved. Yes. I mean, right out of jail, he got elected back to the Senate. He right. was deeply loved. Very
0: popular, apparently. And so
1: when it was proposed to him that a statue be erected in his honor, his reply was, quote, Statues are not erected to living men. Okay. I claim to be a live man and hope, divine providence permitting, To survive in all my vigor, politically and physically, some years to come. He wasn't done. He wanted to keep doing more. Wow. So that is the story.
0: Now I know the story of Boss Tweed. It was a mere passing reference in American history books uh, back when I was a student. But yeah, that really filled in all the blanks
1: there. Despite anything done. From what I know at this point, from what I've read, I have deep respect.
0: All right. Well, I think we still have a little time to do a little Advent.
1: We have all the time for Advent. A little Advent Advent. Advent.
0: Okay. Well, it is Friday. I misspoke yesterday. I was a little off on my days. I said Wednesday. Wednesday
1: Wrong day, right date. It all sorts out. Nobody's complained yet in the Facebooks.
0: I know nobody's complained because people are gracious. But... I will tell you, today is for sure Friday, and it is the first week of Advent,
1: still. First Friday of Advent.
0: Yeah, I can, you did a lot of reading. I can read this if you want, or if you want to, you can.
1: I'll tell you what, I will read the scripture, and I will let you pontificate.
0: All right, this is from Isaiah 29,
1: verses 17 through 24. The first reading is, Thus says the Lord, but a very little while, and Lebanon shall be changed into an orchard. And the orchard shall be regarded as a forest. On that day, the deaf shall hear the words of a book. And out of gloom and darkness, the eyes of the blind shall see. The lowly will ever find joy in the Lord, and the poor rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the tyrant will be no more, and the arrogant will have gone. All who are alert to do evil will be cut off. Those who were, I'm sorry, those who, Whose mere word condemn a man, who ensnare his defender at the gate, and leave the just man with an empty claim. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of the house of Jacob, who redeemed Abraham, now Jacob shall have nothing to be ashamed of, nor shall his face grow pale. When his children see the work of my hands in his midst, they shall keep my name holy. They shall reverence the holy one of Jacob, and be in awe of The God of Israel. Those who err in spirit shall acquire understanding, and those who find fault shall receive instruction.
0: Yes, that's right. Okay, so this is from Isaiah, and I feel like this really continues this theme that we're seeing in the lectionary this year as we pull from these passages of Isaiah, setting up this juxtaposition between God and what would be perceived as the powerful amongst men. Mm -hmm. I mean, boss Tweed being a great example or worse. Yes, definitely worse. And of course, in the time of the prophet Isaiah, the impact of princes or rulers, oppressing God's people was felt probably an even more visceral way. Yeah. And so we see Isaiah,
1: there were fewer Opiates to distract the peoples.
0: I think that's probably true. Now, I do love this passage because it's one of those that references Lebanon uh, becoming an orchard and the orchard being regarded as a forest, having walked through the forest of the cedars of God in Lebanon. This felt very physical and tangible. I'm
1: jealous in a good way.
0: We are going to go someday. Don't you worry about that. Okay. Okay? But I want to
1: drive there in the suburban.
0: Well, let's do. <laughs> it's, it's probably not possible.
1: Oceans and whatnot.
0: Well, there's shipping, though. I don't know. To do we either. could ride, a,
1: ride the Eternal Ferry across. Maybe we could find, what's his name, to row us across? What was the guy's name yesterday? Oh, gosh. I can't Whatever remember. it was.
0: That that rowing guy. If he's still alive. So, again, we have passages like, uh, on that day, the tyrant will be no more, and the arrogant will have gone. It's a very stark contrast Showing Mm -hmm. the eternal nature of God, his goodness and his presence, even though over time we have the, the rise and fall of the tyrant and the prince and those types of things. But I really want to direct everyone's attention to the fact that in this passage from Isaiah today, in the readings, it says, And out of gloom and darkness, the eyes of the blind shall see. Here's the response, which comes from Psalm 27, if you want to read through
1: that. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? One thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze on the loveliness of the Lord and contemplate his temple. I believe I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord.
0: I have a personal story about this verse that says, and this is again from the 27th Psalm, I believe I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. This I'm going to try to tell this without crying.
1: No cries. Or cry if you want.
0: Okay. When we lived in San Marcos, when Daisy was but a toddler... We were what the children today might call broke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We
1: were broke-ass. Busted, broke Yes, all the things. We
0: were so poor. And this was when you were coaching football. Mm-hmm. And you were making, school teachers were making more than you at the time. Indeed. We lived in an apartment that was subsidized housing, was mm-hmm. how little our income was. And I don't say that to shame you, except to just say that we were
1: poor. It was a was a wrestling match for sure. Yes. Not the fun kind.
0: Not the fun kind. Your parents had come to watch a football game. Mm -hmm. They were often coming down, even though it was a trek. It was eight hours from their driveway to our driveway. Your parents had come for a football game. They stayed the weekend with us there in our little apartment and they left. And on the refrigerator, your dad had written in his Mac handwriting this verse Mm. and he left $100 bill with it and I always like we need <laughs> like a $100 now is like that's that's a good amount of money but it was a game changer for us yeah. at that time so that verse always stands out to me very powerful but if I can get a hold of myself
1: you want me to <laughs> go to intermission music
0: <laughs> you might need to Um, From this response, I didn't even know
1: he did that, by the way. Yes.
0: Read this again. This, uh, that I may gaze. That
1: I may gaze gaze on the loveliness of the Lord And and contemplate his temple.
0: So we have this idea again, and there's lots of verses here. There's lots of concepts going on. But here the psalmist talks about gazing on the loveliness of the Lord, contemplating his temple to gaze on something what? physical sensory thing do you need to be able to do? You
1: need to be able to see.
0: Exactly. And that's going to set us up for, well, first of all, here is the uh, proclamation, the Alleluia, which precedes the reading of the gospel. Behold, our Lord shall come with power. He will enlighten the eyes of his servants. Mm. We're back, of course, in St. Matthew, which I think is where we're going to be camping out in the gospel during this yep. Advent. Yep. St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 9, verses 27 to 31.
1: As Jesus passed by, two blind men followed him, crying out, Son of David, have pity on us. When he entered the house, the blind men approached him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this. Yes, Lord, they said to him. Then he touched their eyes and said, let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread word of him through all that land.
0: Okay, so this brings it all together. We have the prophet Isaiah talking about uh, the... Uh, the eyes of the blind will be made to see. Mm -hmm. We have the psalmist reflecting on the joy that comes from gazing on the Lord's temple. And then we have Jesus literally and physically bringing sight to the blind. So now I'm going to open up my other note on this because this speaks directly to what we've been discovering through the writings of Julian of Norwich a Catholic Mystic.
1: Revelations of Divine Love. Yes, it's her book.
0: That's right, exactly. Um, okay, so let's see. This, first of all, before we get to Julian, mm-hmm. this passage, Christ physically and literally, bodily restoring sight to the blind, echoes what we see in the Gospel of Saint Luke, where in chapter four, early in Saint Luke's telling of the gospel, we have this moment. Chapter four, uh, Jesus came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom to into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and he was handed a scroll from the prophet.
1: Isaiah.
0: Isaiah. I guessed
1: I was right.
0: He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it is written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down and looked in the eyes of all of the synagogue, looking intently at him. He said to them today, this scripture is fulfilled in
1: your hearing. Now, this is meaningful that he sat down oh, mm-hmm, to say mm-hmm. this because within Jewish culture, That's right. when the sermon, homily, whatever you want to call it, after the reading, uh-huh. the thing that was shared, it was the rabbi would sit. Yes. To present that. And so it was a very recognized position of authority yes. that he would sit down to say this.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Of these things that he is, t- it, the, the, uh, the prophet Isaiah proclaimed that he would do Bring glad tidings to the poor. Proclaim liberty to the captives. Recover sight to the blind. Let the oppressed go free. Those are all sort of intangible, except for recovery of sight to the blind. Now mm-hmm. Jesus did a lot of miracles. He there healed people of, of a lot of lot things. of blinds
1: being unblinded.
0: But what I'm saying is, like, he did a lot of healing of the lepers. He did a lot of like restoring um, uh, mobility to the paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those things but as he's taught as as the prophet Isaiah is writing about him proclaiming liberty and um setting the oppressed free he includes in that this recovery of sight for the blind. And that's where I want to jump into what Julian says mm-hmm. about blindness. I think you know where I'm going with this. I do indeed. So I'm going to read because I know you have words about Julian and blindness, but just mm-hmm. to kind of encapsulate this, I found this passage from um, a Catholic author and scholar, a woman named Jordan DeNery Duffner. And she had written that for Julian, sin is about blindness, yes. which you know to be true. And I know to be true having gotten to read some of Julian's writings, not seeing God when he's right there. So apparently in Julian's revelations, she kind of gives this picture of sin being like a Lord and his servant and that the servant wants to please his Lord and he runs off to try to do it, but he falls down in the mud. And he's like thrashing around in the mud. He can't get up. He keeps slipping and falling down. And he feels desperate and like he just can't do it. And he does not realize in all of his mud in his face and thrashing about that the Lord is right there and the Lord is trying to help him up. And that he just keeps kind of flailing about because he can't see that the Lord, whom he wants to serve so much, is right there beside him. Perfect. So uh, this is what uh, Julian then says Man, falls into sin through naivete and ignorance. He's weak and foolish foolish in himself and also his will is overpowered in the time when he's assailed and in sorrow and woe. And the cause is blindness mm-hmm. because he does not see God. For if he saw God continually he would have no harmful feelings nor any kind of prompting nor sorrowing which is conducive to sin. So that's from Julian. And then Jordan goes on to write, Thus for Julian, moving away from sin to union with god is about a shift in perception and awareness not a shift in being we are always with god or he is always with us the problem julian says is that we fail to recognize that my sin julian says will not impede the operation of his goodness Her insistence on God's all-encompassing mercy was radical for her time when many of the religious voices around her claimed that the plague was a punishment for people's sin. My dear darling, Julian hears Jesus say, I have always been with you and now you see me loving. So, I just think that today's readings are so powerful Mm -hmm. as we consider this theme of Christ coming and one of his major ministries being restoring the sight to the blind, because it's a physical manifestation of the idea that Julian brings out through her revelations that truly what keeps us oppressed, what keeps us as prisoners, what keeps us poor in both the physical but mostly in the spiritual sense is the blindness that we all suffer from Indeed. and the restoration for that is christ restoring us to full sight
1: i could i could add words but i don't need to that okay. was beautiful thank you thank you for letting me share all of that you, were, you got a little excited i got
0: a little fired I like up that. yes you should be okay whoo
1: it feels cheap now <laughs> to say that it's time for world it is time to yes watch read listen life style yes well i watched a thing you did watch a thing I we haven't went. had much time to watch things <laughs> we haven't you watched a thing what was it i watched a
0: well in addition to us continuing to watch sam and dean on supernatural which i fell asleep to last night
1: before the first episode no super-
0: i made it through one episode to be fair
1: um to be fair
0: i made it through to one myself
1: episode. so that i don't incur the wrath of you I will agree but to be fair to the truth I'll speak out of the other side of the mouth and say didn't happen I
0: made it through one full one remember you were I, like, come on
1: come on I remember that I woke you up to suffer through the last few minutes okay to go back that's to probably more accurate okay. um
0: but I did watch a video a whole 20 minute video allowing me to discover all of the uh features of my new
1: Chevy Suburban. Now I have to say something in regard to the other that you just wrapped up so beautifully in this to see, to not be blind to see God in everything. Yes. And this is something we've been recognizing in, in recent weeks, if not months Mm -hmm. is to say it's a little easier in terms of nature to look and say, look, all of this was created and anybody who's ever created anything knows that whatever they've made bears within it the essence of them in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. and so all of creation again most readily seen in nature it's going to bear the essence of the creator within it yes but that doesn't stop there you move beyond nature anything that's made is just one degree of separation from nature yeah if you have a a, a dining table in your home made from wood.
0: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: it's another degree of creation from the origination, but it still bears within it the mark of the original creator. So when you see something, a dining table that's sturdy and strong, that is, that is a glimpse
2: yeah. of
1: the, the strength and sturdiness of God. And it's the glimpse that you are capable, that we are capable of seeing and comprehending because were we to see all of God's strength at once, Mm -hmm. we must surely die. Yeah. And when you begin to appreciate the things that way, then to watch a video on this SUV, this marvel of technology, all of the things that are in it, you can really begin to just be giddy. Yes. And silly as you're in there and you're like... God made this and everything that he made, if you want to go back and read the Genesis account, was for us.
0: And it's good.
1: He made this for us. It's ridiculous. It he did steering wheel. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he made that for you.
0: Indeed. That's
1: amazing.
0: So I spent 20 happy giddy minutes watching this <clears throat> video made by a uh, car salesman oh. at a car dealership. Is I don't even know where it was. I can't remember, but it was 20 minutes. And I was, because for me, I'm like, I actually, my brain has transitioned to the younger generations where instead of reading a thing, they'd rather go watch a video or whatever. So for me, being able to watch him walk through all of the features of the suburban, I could just totally click with some things and be like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. And it was delightful. And I'll say, if you have a vehicle and you'd like to discover some things you didn't know about it do a search for like fe- hidden features of and then your vehicle you might be surprised what's on the youtube's
1: indeed indeed so that's i it. went the more boring path <laughs> okay but still equally rewarding for me i read a decent chunk of the owner's manual for it today
0: did you really
1: I is did. that your reading uh, that is my reading
0: okay that is my reading. Oh,
1: nice. That and Julian of Norwich, which I've been on for a while.
0: I also picked up, for the first time, this book has been out for a while, but I mean, I say a while, like maybe a year or two, Uh, Jen Fulweiler's book, Your Blue Flame. And it totally tracks along with what we've been talking about in terms of desire, discovering what it is that you were created to do. I only just started it, I think I'm on chapter two, but I got it on Audible and uh, it's really good. And it's right by Jen herself. So there's that.
1: So that moves us, transitions so smoothly from read to listen. Mm-hmm. And additionally, on listen, with the purchase of this vehicle, we got a three-month free participation trial. or bear trap trial something yes. into Sirius Radio, yes. Sirius XM, whatever Sirius they call XM. themselves. yes, mm-hmm.
0: Now, we're very new to SiriusXM.
1: Yeah. This is our yeah. first foray. We are, in fact, at this moment we speak, we are still technically virgins. Yeah, we are. We are. We got
0: to go get it all set up. So what I would love to do is go into the Sort of Awesome Hangout group where uh, many of us yes. hang out on the internets. I'm going to start a little post and ask for people's opinions. If you have SiriusXM, what are your favorite channels? Yes,
1: those of you non Serious non virgins.
0: Yes. Tell or us.
1: Serious non virgins.
0: Ooh, serious non virgins. Yes. I like it. Tell us what to tune into. I know there's a Catholic channel. Okay, so I got that covered. But what else should I be checking out if I want to really enjoy? You got
1: ninety days. Ninety to figure days. Figure it out. Do we need to keep doing this or not?
0: I'm gonna say now. I'm gonna say that I feel like between our Spotify family membership, which we do pay for. Mm-hmm. And podcasts, which are mostly free, um, I feel like I'm going to have all my audio covered. But if someone can persuade me, I'm open to being persuaded.
1: Perfect. Well, it is time for lifestyle. Tell me, what do we have?
0: Well, we picked up a new bottle of scotch. We did. It's from Ardbeg, one of my favorite Islay. Nope, Isla. Isla. Isla scotches. And this time, we usually get the Artibeg 10. It's one of my favorite scotches. You will never make me sad by bringing me a bottle of Artibeg 10. But we picked up this one. It's the Artibeg Wee Beastie. Yeah. So tell us about it.
1: Okay. This is arguably one of their most recent permanent additions to the distillery's range of offerings. It is only five years old, okay. which would be a baby.
0: A baby. A That's, wee beastie. There it is. It's the wee beastie.
1: And yet, it's not soft. It's not smooth. Um, in their words, our whiskey creators set out to make the rawest, smokiest art of egg ever. Yes. Poor me, egg.
0: A- Shot? I yeah. was going to say, pour me a glass. A maybe dram? I, maybe
1: I better start with a, a shot. A jigger? There's all <laughs> kinds of measurements. Uh, it is a tongue-tingling, beautifully smoky dram.
0: It's the youngest one they've ever made.
1: On the nose, intense aromas of cracked mm. black pepper mingled with sappy pine mm. resin and a sharp tang of smoke. I can testify to the pine resin. Yes.
0: It's, it's really very pudging in there. Yes. Very noticeable. Yeah.
1: Then in the mouth, bursts of chocolate creosote and tar, which doesn't sound delightful, except that it actually kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, savory meats sink into the palate before the long, salty, mouth-coating finish slinks away. Revealing the inner beast of this Isla icon.
0: Yes. Uh, was uh, We've tried it. We've sipped it. It's delicious. Yes. I'm looking forward to sipping it a little more.
1: The longer something is aged, yes. the smoother it becomes. Yes. And so at five years, this is untamed mm. by age. It is it's bitey.
0: Well, my reaction to it on the first sip was I feel like this is an ornery scotch.
1: Yes. And that's that's so accurate. In yep. fact, they probably should have named it Nico Gus after
0: our son. <laughs> yes. He
1: just wasn't born early enough for them to know him.
0: Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's a great one. It's not yeah. probably one that we'll have, keep in the regular collection, but just like every now and again, if you're just looking for something real bitey, real ornery, and you want something real smoky up in
2: there. Right.
1: There's a there's a little there's a little sweet. Um, it, it is aged from bourbon casks to then sherry cask. Sherry typically has a pretty sweet yeah. thing to it. Yeah, um, it's it's good. It's it's very. If if the stereotype is true, mm-hmm. that girls like the rebel. Oh,
0: yeah. Maybe that's why I like this it one could so be.
1: much. Ladies, give yes. it a shot. It may just be that that little bit of a a rebel that can code switch just well enough so that your parents won't kick him out of the house.
0: I, that's the perfect way to describe this one. <laughs> it is the Bag Wee Beastie. We're enjoying it.
1: It's good. It's good. Well, then. Is that everything?
0: I think it sure better be.
1: I can't get my computer to change formats to any other screen to check my notes uh there we go yeah that's everything i've got okay all right well have an awesome today would you come still bye bye Bye.
2: shooting dice is also referred to as street craps there is no craps table but it is still making bets on a specific outcome of rolling dice if you're going to play bring cash they don't accept credit Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.